0: On today's show, FCA breaks the law yet again. Why the engine powering, the Ford Focus RS is so impressive, and Renault comes out with a couple of electric vans. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. While FCA is in trouble with the law again, yesterday the EPA accused Fiat Chrysler of failing to disclose the use of software that controls the emissions on its 3-liter diesels that are sold in Ram pickups and Jeep Grand Cherokees. Specifically, the EPA said that FCA used auxiliary emission control devices. These AECDs can allow diesel engines to generate more NOx, or NOx, in certain circumstances, such as when the engine is running too hot or under heavy loads. These devices can be used legally, provided they only temporarily raise emissions, but they also have to be disclosed to and approved by the EPA. And it says that FCA deliberately did not report them. FCA has not been able to sell any diesels for months now because the EPA will not approve their certification. And you know, FCA's been accused of a similar situation in Europe. German authorities say that FCA's diesels pollute too much, but Italian authorities say these engines are perfectly legal. In Europe, testing procedures can be quite lax, and that may have encouraged automakers to take advantage of the gray areas in the regulations. But in the U.S., the rules are quite clear. This is not the first time that FCA has run afoul of the law. In 2015, NHTSA fined FCA $105 million for failing to complete safety recalls. Months later, NHTSA fined the company another $70 million for failing to fully report traffic deaths and injuries tied to its cars and trucks. Last year, the Justice Department and the Securities and Exchange Commission accused FCA of lying about its sales of new cars and trucks and forced the company to restate its sales for the prior six years. The FBI was even involved in that investigation. And this is a troubling pattern. FCA has now run into problems with the law on sales, on safety, and on emissions, and it's costing the company dearly in lost sales, in big fines, and in the big hit its stock price just took. I think it's time for top management and the board of directors to have a heart-to-heart talk about why this is an ongoing problem. We'll be back with more right after this. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. And by Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. We brought you a lot of coverage from the Detroit Auto Show this week, but there's still more to get to. So let's start with the new GMC Terrain. It shows that the brand is changing its design language. The Terrain definitely looks less boxy. The edges of the front grille have been rounded off a bit, which softens it up, and a kick-up in the middle of the rear door into the rear glass helps taper off the back end. Add on a large sweeping line under the grille, that flows into the new C-shaped headlamps and a chrome accent in the lower fascia, and the new terrain almost seems to be smiling at you. The interior is also new, but I wouldn't say there's a whole lot to get excited about. But you can get excited about the three all-new powertrains. A choice of 1.5-liter or 2-liter turbocharged gasoline engines mated to nine-speed transmissions, or a turbo-diesel option for the first time And I'll bet that undoubtedly meets all the emissions standards. The 2018 Terrain goes on sale this summer. VW showed off a longer wheelbase version of the Tiguan. Like most of the vehicles coming off of VW's MQB architecture, the new Tiguan looks a little bland. Just doesn't seem to move the needle very much, at least not for us. And it starts with the exterior styling. There's little movement in the bodywork to draw your eye from the front to the back, and it ends up just looking like a box. The interior is also a bit of a downer, with a sea of black and grays accented on occasion with a chrome frame. With the new long wheelbase, VW has added a third row, making it the only automaker to have a third row in this class, if I'm not mistaken, That may make it unique in this class, but there really isn't that much room for anyone sitting back there. But one good thing it should have is handling. We've driven a number of vehicles that ride on the MQB architecture, and they ride and handle well. But you know, VW still does not seem to have cracked the code on what it takes to sell SUVs in the American market. And while the Detroit Auto Show is grabbing most of the attention in the automotive world this week, there's another show happening. In Brussels, Belgium. And that's where Renault just unveiled electric versions of its Kangoo and Master commercial vans. The Kangoo EV has a range of 270 kilometers. That's about 168 miles. But it's also based on the easy breezy European driving cycle. The larger master EV has a 200 kilometer range. That's about 124 miles. Both vans feature a new 33-kilowatt-hour battery pack, and both are available with new connected services to help businesses manage their fleet. The Kangoo EV will hit the European market in the middle of the year. The Master EV goes on sale at the end of the year. Hey, coming up next, we talk to a couple of people who are knocked out by the engine in the Ford Focus RS.
1: For the people at Dow, racing is a sport, and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both.
0: This is the human element at work, Dow. Every year, the editors at Ward's Auto choose what they think are the 10 best engines in the marketplace, and that's the topic for AutoLine this week. I'm joined by three of Ward's editors, and in the following clip, they talk about why they chose the 2.3 liters Four-cylinder turbo in the Ford Focus RS is one of the best engines that you can buy.
1: I think probably the most fun car we had in of, of everyone. Why so? Light, super fast. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's you've got all this horsepower coming out of a, you know... A, 350 to be exact. 350 horsepower. V8 numbers. Out, you know? out, yeah. out of a, you know, a, a small four-cylinder, all-wheel drive, small light car... Um, but the uh, thing makes great sounds, affordable, you know, is, is, and, and uh, just you have just it's a great package in terms of, uh, you know, a uh, uh, compact performance engine. Makes tons of power, sounds great, lots of fun, you know, what's not to like?
0: What's not to like? No, you're right. And and the RS, too, almost has a cult following. Not as well known in the U.S. market. It's, it's kind of new to the U.S., yeah. But elsewhere in the world, Europe especially, I mean, people oh, almost yeah. get down on their knees and bow to the Yaris. You know, places where they follow rally car series and all of that, this car
1: is, you know, the gold standard. And, and this is another case where the power of that small engine really, really is sells the car. You know? And that was an engine that we tested in the Mustang because that, you know, a version of that 2.3 liter four-cylinder was, you know, the first time that we've seen a modern Mustang with a, with a you know, with a four-cylinder turbo. And um, it it was good, but now they've cranked up the horsepower, they put a larger turbocharger on it. They reinforced all the parts. Yeah, larger bore exhaust, and so it's it's a totally different experience with that engine now compared to, you know, if you'd bought a Mustang a couple of years ago. Okay.
0: For more about that engine and all the other engines on the list and why they're winners, you can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. And a quick programming note here, there will not be Out of Line Daily on Monday due to the Martin Luther King holiday. But with that, we wrap up today's show. Thanks for watching. Have a great weekend. We'll see you right back here again on Tuesday.